0: what is up
1: thunder fans how are the heck are you doing tonight we are on a three game winning streak as you can tell this is the one the only champagne jerry hosting tonight because dylan was a sleepy head and could not stay up uh that extra hour <laughs> that the eastern time zone gets he has a hard time with it um especially whenever he's delivering all that lumber um and i don't mean in a magic mic sense he actually really delivers lumber uh, so, he had it, three,
2: I mean, he has three kids, so he's it, delivered lumber before
1: he does deliver it at a high rate. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but as you can tell, uh, I'm joined by the one, the only Alex Ruig. Uh, what's up, Alex? How the heck are you doing, man?
2: I'm good, man. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder and three game winning streak is not something I thought I would hear this year, but here we are. Gotta love it, gotta love it. So, um, very, I mean, lead- do, you, do you gotta love it? Like if you're if you a tank I, commander, do you gotta
1: love it? See, I'm I'm like I'm not all the way in the tank commander. Like I'm I'm infantry sort of behind them, you know. Okay. Uh like I'll see where we're at, you know, come like all star break and then I'll decide if I want to jump on the tank fully or not.
3: Yeah.
1: Um am I expecting the tank? Sure, but not like it's fun to watch them win. It really is fun to watch them win. It is it is um especially this it's young fun to team. Win.
2: <laughs> It's fun to watch them grow. That's yeah. You
1: know, that's and that's what, like, I think tonight was a great example of growth. Um, whenever mm-hmm. you just look at this game and the way that it was played um, for anybody, that's not catching up. We just got done playing the Pelicans because we're on a one, two, three game winning streak. And I might repeat that about another 50 times tonight. Cause it might not happen for another year and a half or two. So um, I'm going to relish in it while I can. Um, but yeah, it's uh it, tonight was just a great, great example of watching that, that team grow. And th- this whole streak has actually been, if you really look at it, like it's, it's been pretty legit to watch these guys just get kicked in the teeth pretty quickly and bounce mm-hmm. back, you know, um, you know, so without further ado, let's go, let's go bounce back to that Lakers game, man. Uh, we beat the Lakers again, uh Oh,
2: A beat uh, Russell again.
1: Yeah. Again. Um, but I think we were down by, was it 19 or 16 this game?
2: I believe it was 19. Yeah. It might've been 16. It might've yeah. been 16, but it, it was in that range. It, it, it didn't get up to 20. No, it did um, not. But, but it did stay in that, you know, 16 to 19 range. And right when that happened, like I foolishly, I was like, oh, we got them right where we want them. <laughs> and it actually came to be, came out to be true. You know, just, I don't know what it is about, about the Thunder versus the Lakers this season, but we have to be down by at least 16 plus points in order to go ahead and win by at least three, to you know, three to six points. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I'll
1: take it. Especially at the, against that team. Cause everyone knows, you know, the running joke around Twitter, just the NBA in general is the Lakers are a bunch of old guys who decided to team up and, mm. uh, you know, go quote unquote, chase a ring together, um, versus, you know, our team, which is literally the youngest team in the NBA,
2: um, the black
1: black guy of the league. Yeah. We're, we're a black eye also. Um, we're, we're just a terrible franchise, terribly ran, um, you know our ownership and gm is just really nice guys and um yeah it's just it's terrible for the
2: league man mm, like this this team this team should move back to seattle
1: yeah we're a bunch of don silvers over here um that was his name right i don't know you know the, a, the, the old clippers owner what was his name
2: donald sterling
1: sterling sterling silver you see where i was going with that
2: Uh, yeah i have no idea where the hell you're going with
1: that yeah i meant yeah sterling sorry every single time i see the last name sterling i always think of silver immediately and if i hear silver i think sterling immediately (laughs) like that's just the way my brain goes um
2: great it's a great porn name though
1: yeah perfect porn name and he almost ran a porn place over there so yeah um no but but uh we got, we got a dang good organization and I think it's stuff like the Lakers game where, you know, yeah, you're, you're not coming in and covering the spread every single night. All right. You're going to have the, the worst net rating in the league every so often. Um, But you still fight, you know what I mean? And you still bust your hump and you still just do the right things the whole game. And Hopefully it plays out, and this Lakers game was just a a, a great indicator of that. Um, I mean, whenever I mean you're that, look the, that
2: that finish that finishing run by the Thunder in that game was was chef's kiss, man. Like the logo three, <laughs> you know, you had <laughs> that shot was freaking like. After the game, I had to, you know, I I asked I asked Mark, I was like, you know, whenever somebody makes, whenever somebody takes a shot like that and misses you know, it becomes a it, it becomes a, a a lesson, you know, it becomes a, a learning point. But if somebody takes that shot and makes it, you know, what do you say to them to like make it turn it into a into a learning point? Um and so I mean he just he basically said that every every action on the court is a possibility to learn type thing. You know, he, he gave the Mark Dagnall answer. Oh yeah. yeah. Um but but man like it's just like Number one, I'd never seen Shay take a shot like that. And, number well, and two, what's
1: what's crazy is that he actually took one. I don't know if it was the last game or this game, because I'm just no, it had to have been the last game where he was in the staples logo on the yeah. right wing and hit it from like the E over there. And I was like, Shay, what is you doing, baby? What is you yeah. doing? And then all of a sudden he pulls that one out. It's like, whoa. Yeah, that was crazy, okay. yeah. that
2: was, it was like, it was like one of those like when he went up I was like what 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 the what the heck oh he hit it what?
1: yeah bro that was one of
2: those things
1: i fell asleep right I, I at halftime it was of course we all know it was a late you know west coast game and i fell asleep at halftime and i woke up at like 2:30 in the morning and i was like oh man what happened in my life what's going on right now and i pick up my phone real quick to see what time it was and i see you know, all the notifications because I have like the mm-hmm. ESPN, <laughs> CBS Sports, uh, uh, the Thunder yeah, app. Yeah. yeah, I have everything just popping up on my phone, you know, when it concerns the Thunder. And that's um, all the score. And legit, I was just laying in bed half asleep and I just started cracking up. I was just like, you got to be <laughs> kidding me right now. Um, and then I turned on the TV because I couldn't go back to sleep. And Bally uh, Sports was playing the replay. Oh, of, nice. of the fourth quarter uh so it was like just perfect timing and i ended up getting juiced up and and staying up until like four o'clock that morning for no reason <laughs> um but i had to and yeah that shot was amazing um yeah. just shay's amazing during this stretch he's been he's just been great um the one person i don't think got enough love you know just out of that last you know that last lakers game was Ty freaking jerome and kenny hustle man like if it wasn't for them to playing the defense that they did and just making the shots when the opportunities came
3: mm-hmm. we
1: were we weren't coming back in that game it was not happening um
2: our, our bench unit like ty jerome kenny hustle and mike Mascala, our bench unit has been so like anchored down by those three veterans that it's been amazing like it's it's night and day from like the first four games of the season.
1: Absolutely it is. And and what's crazy is like we're still gonna end up having a lot of roster flip flops and stuff happening mm-hmm. throughout the year. And um, but to to watch those guys be successful and be a, a catalyst, you know, for us making that type of comeback against a team like that. Um, super, super, super grateful for it. Um, just a just a hell of a game. And we got yeah. I mean, Shay's just delivered on the content this week. I think we got the most gifts this week just out of Shay than we've had mm-hmm. out of him the last, like, two years I of his am career.
2: Him. I am him.
1: Yeah. And then he was talking mess to the guy behind the bench because that guy was standing up trying to say something. And then you saw Tumbleson over there, like, sort of like side-eye the guy. And I don't mm-hmm. think Shay like, crossed a line or was doing anything too silly. So you see Tumbleson just sort of just look over – see what's happening and then just walk away. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbleton didn't say anything, but what's funny about the shot man is, is you can see Mark turn his head away from Shay, but towards the camera, of course. And like, yeah. he was, he was trying to compose himself before he walked into that huddle. Like he was trying to be like, all right, I need to make sure I say the right thing. Cause I don't need to amp that up,
3: but also yeah, there's exactly. crap on the kid,
1: right? Like I didn't exactly to be, I need to be somewhere in the middle and, uh, he did a great job. Dave Bliss was over there just cracking up underneath his mask, um, which I thought was just hilarious. I love Bliss so much. He's been with the team for God,
3: a Two while now. now. Yeah, a,
1: a little while now. Um, so yeah, just real, real cool game. Um,
2: yeah, just, yeah, that was an awesome game. Yeah, just fun, just fun. Even I mean, I that, it's, it's one of those. It's one of those games with us not having any nationally te- televised games. Like those games against the marquee team, you know the the Lakers, the you know the the Brooklyn Nets coming up, the you know yeah. the, even the L A Clippers, just because they're in L A, um, you know those are the games that you actually want the team to do good in, so that they get some some pub, so they get some positive press, you know, because those games are usually the ones that lead off Sports Center, they're usually the ones that lead off the the NBA coverage on on ESPN, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, it was awesome to see that. It was awesome that, you know, Shay put in the game that he did. Um, and he had those moments. We had those memeable moments that were like, Hey, let's carry this on throughout the entire year.
1: Yeah. Uh, And that's where to me, that was sort of a a turning point where you could see the team was like, yeah, like we're him, we're him. Mm -hmm. Like we can compete. We just have to just put it together and, and trust and believe in each other. And, um, they're doing it, man. They're absolutely doing it. So, uh,
2: anything else you want to step on the, uh, the Lakers game? No, nah, man. I mean, you know, I, t- I told my wife after the game, I was like, you know what? We might, we may just have only four, four wins after the season, but they'll all be against the Lakers because we seem to have their number somehow. I don't I don't so, get you, it. You know, kind of just looking, looking at the other side of the, of the, of the game, like, Anthony Davis kind of perplexes me, man. Like, you should be out there like this is your team. When LeBron's out, this is your team. And you dominate, you can't like it, like especially against us, it seems like he can't dominate an entire game. He can dominate a half, but he can't dominate an entire game. Bro. And it's just like that's literally been we, Anthony Davis since he came into the league.
0: That's
1: true. That's true. I mean, the the guy's not him. He's not that guy. If he was he wouldn't have thrown the fit that he did down in New uh, Orleans because he would have done it in New Orleans. Yeah. He had Drew Holiday. He had, uh, gosh, JJ
2: Redick, yeah JJ
1: Redick, uh, uh, Solomon Hill. Uh, I mean, that's nothing to like write home about or anything, but, uh, who else? I
2: mean, he had Derek team? favors down there for a little bit. He had D fave. You know, yeah. He had, solid, he had solid, he had solid vets. He had solid players around him.
1: Yeah. And he just, you know, he's just, cry babied out it's just like uh last night you know the guy was like oh i'm not coming back for my sprained thumb and then he comes back after halftime like bro yeah. like just stop stop already like just be better and there's no reason why he shouldn't have dominated us like our tallest guy is still like six inches shorter than him
2: and we we had basely guarding them most of the time and
1: that that that's my next point is like it's you re- literally have at least 30 pounds on basely at least I tell you what, man.
2: One of the biggest things you notice when you see when you watch a young team is how, like, body wise, how small they are compared to like that teams. Like, it's just like, damn. Yeah,
1: like it's it. it, Well, it's wild to me because you know you go look at the picture I saw the other day of Giannis back whenever he was a rookie compared to now. Like Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ! Like Like, you almost
2: have to question. Yeah. Like. "Mm." Did he like, do like LeBron and take a take a two week uh, trip over to Miami?
1: I don't know what he did, but that is like, yeah. There's it, there's a stark difference there, and uh, yeah, AD. I mean, even Russ, you know, played pretty bad at times. Um, who was guarding him again? Why can I think off the top of my head? Who he was guarding most of the game? It was Dort, wasn't it? No, I don't think it was. I know Shea did a little bit. I don't freaking know. I mean, so
2: if you are looking at guard like who's guarding him, it's either gonna be Giddy, it's either gonna be Kenny Hustle, um what? Ty Jerome. I think it was Ty Jerome.
1: I know Ty had a lot of it, but like yeah, we we forced him to some funny situations and he didn't play a bad game at all. I mean he had 27, six, and five. It's just um I know we turned him over at the end of the game
2: mm-hmm.
1: a couple yeah, of times. The-
2: that's kind of the story with Westbrook is he can have a great game, but you know, when those turnovers happen in the last three minutes of the game. Yeah. It's rough. You know, It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hell of a game. Game one of three that
1: we won. Uh, Cause we're on a three game winning streak. Uh, just in case you guys didn't know. And uh, the next game was. <laughs> Tell the Spurs. Them again. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Say it louder for the people in the back.
1: Um, the next game was against the Spurs though. And uh, I was at this game, uh, got some tickets through work. So I was sitting in some healthy seats. I think I could actually, yeah, I could see um, Greg Popovich's pupils, which is really, 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 really cool. Um, I could hear him yelling at times. Uh, But that game started off rough, man. That thing started off super rough. Um, Like, I think... We were just missing shots, not taking good shots. The Spurs were getting a bunch of just easy bunnies. We were just getting our butts handed to us. And then, you know, we get to the half. I think we were down by, it was either 12 or 14 at one point. Um, And we get to the half and I think we were down. Let me do the math real quick. I'm sorry. 50, it's 55 plus 45. Yeah, we were down 10
2: at half. And, I mean, full disclosure. I, di- I didn't see the first half at all because okay, I so watching, I was watching Eternals. So oh, okay, so I, uh,
1: I, we were there till halftime, and then Nina had an absolute freaking meltdown, man. Like, <laughs> like just did not want to stay still. Just had to run everywhere, and like for a kid that's so shy, you put her in that arena with all those people walking around. Uh-huh and she doesn't shut up. She doesn't stop. Like it's, it's just, amazing to just, me.
2: You're just, you're just training her for whenever the, whenever the thunder are good in about two to three years, like real good. Yeah. You know, she'll be out there five, six years old, you know, oh. she'll be out there she'll last the whole game and she'll enjoy it and blah, 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 you know, but this is, this is the training wheels right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we, we got to like, uh, maybe a couple minutes before halftime my wife was or like, halftime was over and my wife was like, no, I'm, I'm done like i know what you need
2: we, what you need to start doing is taking two cars to the game man that's then
1: that's <laughs> then that's two parking fees that's true. Yeah. i've uh i've upgraded my parking i used to park in only the five dollar stuff and walk uh-huh. you know a while to get back to the car and i've stepped it up i i moved myself to the 10 for a little bit the year before uh mostly because dre was pregnant um and then now with having Nina, I'm parking in the twenty dollars stuff. Let me just tell you. Ooh.
2: Um, so, Yeah. It's- so 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 here's my thing. Like, I finally, I finally got like I'm a credentialed member of the, of the media. Yeah. And so with that, you get free parking. And let By me the tell hotel? you. No, when we park at the Cox, at mm. the Cox. But let me tell you, that seems completely foreign to me. Like when I go down there and I show them my little, my little uh, thing on my on my phone you know little barcode on my yeah. phone and they scan it, and they're like okay go ahead it's just like oh shit i got access plan let's go let's go it's, it just seems weird to me having not to pay for not having to pay for parking
1: yeah it's uh it sucks i've i need to work on getting that pass even though if i just go to a game <laughs> as a person i can
2: just be like yeah yeah uh, that's, yeah that's how it is.
1: here you go but Um, yeah, she had a meltdown. So I was driving home. I think we got home with like three minutes left in the third and of me being me, I'm checking my phone, you know, just hitting refresh on the app every couple of miles. And like, I watched this lead just go down and down and down and down. And we went like on like a 21 to 10 run, um, to start off the third and bring it down. I think we were down one or something like that it was like yeah, I think we,
2: we we flipped it completely 180 like we were down 10 and then like with a couple minutes left in the third we were up 10.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was say whenever I got yeah. home uh it was about halfway home when it was 67-66 Spurs and by the time I got home I think it was 74 no, it was 76-66 whenever I got home.
3: Mm-hmm. And yeah. or not 66-68.
1: Um and I was like, "Holy crap, like what the hell happened here?" and I watched the replay of it come to find out we just shot lights out and didn't let them score at all. Like we just had a yeah. really good basketball stretch on both ends of the floor, rebounding, you know, force them into the shots that we wanted them to take. Cause the first half they were literally just shooting layups and open threes. Um, that's all it was. And it was completely different that second half uh, just a, just a good game from freaking everybody. Like I'm, I'm looking yeah. at the the stat line on the night. Dort with 13, Baisley with 11, uh, J Rob with 13, Shea with 14, Giddy with seven, Kenny Hustle with seven, Poku with three, Magic Mike Muscala, the Sex Panther himself, with 20. And then I mean Derrick- that's
2: that's the game that's the game where he hit what it was like three 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 straight threes in the yeah. first half that kind of kept us you know kept us in the game no that was at and the end kept... of the first half yeah it was it was yeah. a
1: thing of beauty he was just making everything like he just couldn't miss and uh yeah and then he ends up with 20 like needed that bro that was just a hell sure. of a game from from him all the way around um what i noticed just as far as like you know the rest of the fourth that i got to watch together you know with that the end of that third and then the first half while at the game um, it was definitely a tale of two halves, completely mm-hmm. different games. And I got to just give coach D the, the, uh, the love here. Like dude makes really oh, yeah. good adjustments at half. Like even games, we still get our butts busted in because the lead's just too far too gone, you know, um, or he decides to tinker with lineups when it gets that far uh, after half. But like, if he's trying to be in a game, he puts these guys in very good positions to win. I mean, from his inbound plays to mm-hmm. the defensive scheming, um and just even the sets that he runs. There's we almost run a completely different offense in the second half than we do the first half in every single game.
2: So, after the Lakers game, um Anthony Davis, he was asked a question about I guess basically probably you know, losing the game and the deficit going down after halftime. Um, and he he basically just said, look, at, whether it's Shea or whether it's it's Coach, you know, Coach, D, coach Dagnall, um, but they knew our sets. They knew what we were going to do. And we had a tough time, you know, getting into our sets. And so that's preparation. That's preparation number one, but that's adjustments number two. And, you know, we've had – We've had some good coaches here. You know, we had Scott Brooks. We've had, you know, Billy Donovan. But the biggest Achilles heel for both of those guys has been in-game adjustments.
3: Yep.
2: Um, and so, you know, this guy, it looks like in-game adjustments is seemingly one of his strengths. It's kind of his thing. Um, yeah, it's kind of his thing. So that and development, That's that's – I believe that is very good for the future of this team because, you know, one of the things, one of the things that you look at when you look at a, the construction of a team, a rebuilding team is you want your rebuilding coach in the beginning, but then you want your more veteran savvy coach when they start winning, yep. which is what, you know, I, I think Presti thought he was doing whenever he made the transition from, uh, from Brooks to Donovan. Yep. Donovan is more of a thinker. Even though he had he didn't have you know much experience in the NBA, he was more of a thinker, more of a analytics type guy. Uh, ran a good offense, ran a good defense, you know. So he thought he was going to get that. Uh, but you know, I think you know as we as we watch this team grow and as we watch the young guys grow, one of the things that you have to realize that you're also watching the coach grow.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and so I, he's he's well above the curve, ahead of the curve as as to where he's supposed to be. Like I think he's going to be. He has the he has the possibility of being one of the best coaches in the NBA in a couple seasons.
1: Oh, totally freaking agree. Totally freaking agree. And that's where like why I even brought it up was because he's literally coaching against the legend and Greg Popovich. Mm-hmm. And he put a number on that team. I mean, just like you said, the preparation to the game plan, everything was just executed. Uh, on a way better level in the second half for sure than what it was the first. Um, you know the cool stat that I that I found um, is we only let the Spurs shoot nine free throws the whole game. When you're yeah. only putting teams on the line for nine nine times, you know for nine attempts,
2: it's a pretty good night.
1: Yeah, I mean, those, well, yeah, I mean,
2: it, it, if you're just giving them nine nine free throws, they either have to be shooting likes out, like they did in the first half.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, but if they re- if they return back, you know, back down to earth, that's what happens.
3: Yep.
0: Yep.
2: And it's just
1: a hell of a game. I mean, just hell of a game. Game two of that. So, do you have anything else on the Spurs game at all that you wanted to share?
2: No, man. I just thought it was a a, a very well balanced game. Like. The thing with this with this team and, and the discovery of themselves is that they're going to find ways to win games in different ways. You know, so it's not just – it's not just, what you know, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant pouring in 30 a game. It's, yeah. it's not – you know, it's going to be, you know, a night like tonight where Shea struggled a little bit. Um, he got it going a little bit in the second half, but he struggled a little bit throughout the game where Dort steps up, where, you know, mm-hmm. where Baisley steps up. You know, it's going to be a game like the Spurs game where, you know, everybody is balanced, but, you know, the superstar of the team is not necessarily shining out like, like he would normally do. Um, so then a bench guy comes in and he provides a spark, you know, Mike Miscala. Yep. You know, and it's going to be like the Lakers game where SGA showed out completely and you end up winning that game. You know, yep. so this, this team is finding ways to win games in different forms, different fashions. Um, and, and I, that's what makes this team fun, you know, is that it's the unexpected. It's the, you know, oh, crap, we want it that way, or, oh, crap, or you know, we're doing it this way, or, you know, somebody stepping up every night, somebody different, and I, that's, it's I, to me, that's a beautiful brand of basketball. Eventually, yeah. you're going to have to settle into your roles, and, you know, you're going to have to have, you know, a superstar, an alpha player, you know, a secondary scorer, whatever, but at this point, when everybody's trying to kind of, get to know what they're going to do and develop into their own, having the ability to have different players step up and win games for you is amazing.
1: Well, and that's, I mean, I I think, I think you said something, you know, in there where you said, you know, everyone's going to settle into their roles. Right. And I think in the NBA to have a really, really good team. And this is just my philosophy on this is, um on any given night to keep the defense honest or to soften up the defense Mm -hmm. everyone needs to be able to be that guy at any given time right like that's that's your goal right yeah you know your role what you're going to fit into right it's not like Dort's going to try to create the offense on every single play or you know basley's going to go you know down to try to post somebody up uh you know that's bigger than him it's 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 not things like that but putting yourself in just you know the right spots so you can be successful and keep that defense honest and soften it up at the same time um and we do we do a pretty damn good job of that and this team mm-hmm. is fun uh that's the other big thing that you said it's fun uh the last three games that we've won uh cuz we're on a three game winning <laughs> streak uh they've been fun um and I know everyone out there in tank world like I get it guys I'm I was telling Alex just a little bit ago Uh, I'm not on the tank fully because I like watching winning basketball. Do I understand it's there? It's the big elephant in the room. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I'm not on it. I'm an infantryman behind it, just walking (laughs) up and just waiting on everything to go kind of chaotic. So I can figure out what my next move is. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're on a three game
2: winning streak and it's been fun. Um, I mean, we're like we're tied right now for the tenth spot in the West. <laughs> like we're in, like we're literally in the in in the playing game. Like,
1: stop the
3: count! Yeah,
2: stop, yeah, stop the count! The count. Stop,
3: stop it. the count!
2: Let's go! <laughs> like we're we're in eleventh just just because we have played less games in Sacramento, um, but you know we're five games behind the number nine team. Both of us are so, yeah. We'll do
1: a play into the play in and we'll beat the
2: Kings and then
1: <laughs> we'll get into the play in and beat whoever's there. And uh, yeah, championship. We championship. Um, yeah. Well, that takes us to tonight's game, man. And tonight's game was against the Pelicans. Uh, we won this sucker 108 to 100, uh, almost choked off a lead. Um, I think it was yeah, up that to. Was,
2: that was ugly. That was ugly in the last yeah. seven minutes of the game. What were
1: we at? 15? We were 21. Was it 21 at one point?
2: Yeah, we were
1: up 21. Jeez. Well, I was still working, you know, towards the end of that, and I was doing, you know, closing some stuff out. And um, geez Louise. So 21, and we almost
2: choked that off. Come on, who are you? The Lakers. Um (laughs) (laughs) we got we we got stagnant, you know, we got stagnant in that fourth quarter. We we kind of uh you know, we, we went away from what was working for the team as far as ball movement and things like that. And it, it became a lot of uh one-on-one basketball, especially with Shea. Shea, Shea didn't have a, a good a good game as far as a playmaker. He turned the ball over like six or seven times. Oh, man. Um, yeah, he, he just – he didn't have a good game. And, and I don't know if it was maybe like, you know, him playing against his cousin. He's kind of puffing his chest out a little bit. Kind of Probably. You know, going out there like that. Probably
1: um, I hate my yeah. cousins. I would do the same
2: thing if that was me. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. So that's I mean that's probably what it was. But I mean, they they did a good job in this game. Like they they did what they were supposed to do. You know, this is a one and eight, one in nine Pelicans team that's without their two best players and Zion and, and Brandon Ingram. Um they got a rookie coach. Um, and so you know, they're one and nine for a reason. And so you go out there and oh. you do what you're supposed to do. And
1: that's what they did. No, you got this wrong, sir. They're one in 11.
2: So they were one in 10 coming into the game? Yeah,
1: they were one in 10 coming Uh, into this thing. Yeah.
2: Why the hell hell would you even bring Zion back?
1: Yeah, just no. I I think that's the plan. They're just like, yo, big fella,
2: go ahead, hit every buffet
1: in the city. I want you to stay at this.
2: No. You bring him back because you want him to get into game shape. You don't want to give him an entire year of no, I'm, not playing. That is a total joke. He is <laughs>
1: sabotaging himself oh on purpose, God. right? So we can get the hell out of New Orleans. That's exactly what he's doing right now. Like, what that's are they the
2: going to do? Sabotage yourself?
1: No, but what are they going to do? Oh, hey, uh, uh, we're going to follow you around and monitor every little thing that you eat because that's what we could. No, it doesn't say that in my contract. He can literally yeah, yeah. go eat you know a fruit salad and some freaking birdseed at the facility and you know when he gets home eats 16 water burgers and a yeah. bowl of jambalaya like he he can do that and i think that uh, he, looks, he looks bad yeah i think he looks bad i don't know if it's the injury it could be the injury but i honestly think he's trying to sabotage himself
2: just to get out of there like there's been I mean, enough it comments be the, it could be the injury man but like like he's sabotaging himself to try to get out of New Orleans. I get that. You know, we've seen it happen. You know, New Orleans saw it happen five years ago with Anthony Davis. Like he literally sabotaged himself to get it, to get out. Yeah. But like Anthony Davis didn't sabotage his body. No, you know, he James was Harden, acting like he
1: was hurt. No, I hear you on that. I hear you. No, on no, that.
2: but I'm saying like like you know, playing shape and stuff like that. Like James yeah, Harden yeah. didn't sabotage his body last year. I don't know. He you came. Know, he, just, he came back a little
1: fluffy. I don't know if you remember the pictures, but he was a little fluffy whenever uh, he came back.
2: Yeah, it's it's funny. Like people say, "Oh yeah, when he was in Houston, he was fluffy." The minute he put on a Mets uniform, he looked slim.
1: It's a black bro. You don't know that. <laughs> it's so that, slimming. Yeah, th- yeah. That's that's a girl's he's best there, friend is black. He's
2: out there playing in Spanx and shit like that. Man. Yeah, like, yeah I,
1: nice. I, I think it could be a possible. No, I'm totally <laughs> messing. But like, I I get where you're going with that, but. You have to remember, like the kid's what twenty two years old max, so he's twenty two, right? He probably hates where he's at. He's already made it known in different avenues, and he knows if he knows that he can get up out of that and just get traded because isn't he? He's still on his rookie deal, so he would have a year if they would just get rid of him. He would have a year to prove to that next team. Like, yo, I'm the real deal and earn himself a contract. Like
2: he's on he's on uh Baisley's um rookie scale. So this offseason is when he can get his max extension. Yeah, but even then, like they don't need to.
1: Like they can be like, yo, play it out one more year and get to the halfway point because there's another point in the season, I forget when it is exactly where they can re-offer again. I think it's like after crap. I don't even know. I'm all screwed up the last two seasons.
2: No, they have until, like, October 31st to offer them a, a max. And then they can't do it until the – Oh, okay, okay, season.
1: okay, okay. So, let's just say he comes back, puts himself in game shape, and plays the last quarter of the season, balls out. He's getting a fucking contract before that season. the next
2: season's – I mean, he's, he's going to get it regardless. Like, like So, there you go. Because, well, I yeah.
0: mean, he, he,
2: even if you don't keep him, you know, him on a max contract allows you to either get a big – traded player exception, either get more salary back, you to get a, a better player back. So Yeah, but yeah. you're not going to get that in this
1: situation. Like he's totally screwing the Pelicans on this. Like he really oh, is. Cuz yeah. this this could be a huge debacle because I'm sorry, if if I'm a GM of another squad, right, and New Orleans hits me out, they're like, "Yo, got Zion on the market. What you want to give, you know, what do you want to give up for him?" Like I'm not going to want a guy on a huge contract with a lot of questions like he does right now. Like there's a lot of questions to ask. So like I'm going to tell him like uh, I'll take him for a couple of firsts and a couple of seconds and we'll talk, you know, see if we can get a third team in on this if you want to.
2: Yeah. And I mean, the way his body's breaking down, that might be better for the team that's, that's receiving the draft picks, and it is for the team receiving Zion. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, I think that yeah. that's – he's sort of it, – it's just screwy. That whole situation screwy. Sorry, we turned it into a Pelicans podcast for a minute. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, but we, no,
2: one more thing. One more thing before we deviate from the Pelicans. Whoever the right. hell dresses Zion needs to get fired right now. Like, that man looks like a – he dresses like a depressed – like a depressed, you know – post-pregnancy woman and, and i don't i don't mean that in a bad way but i'm saying like he dresses in like joggers and shit like that like bro my wife on, my wife might
1: stab you the next time that she sees you because that's all she i know and now. as soon
2: as i said it i was like damn it oh, yeah
1: damn it <laughs> yeah sorry ladies uh we will have a discussion that's not with, what i meant we will talk with hr after the pod um, and let everybody i'm
2: gonna, get, I'm gonna
1: be admonished you know, you might just get on a write-up. Well, I'll try to get you out of this one, Alex. Um, no, but but uh, we beat the Pelicans, guys. Yeah third, That's third, what I meant to say. yeah, third win in our three-game winning streak. And, um, yeah, it was great. Uh, another just kind of, like, another guy stepped up tonight, you know, and it was kind of cool. Lou just came out hot. Yeah, he came out, New what, New scored York. 10 in the first quarter. Yeah. I think he had 21 of, like, our – gosh, what, what did we have? 66? No, 56 like at half. 56. He had, like, 21 of our 56. And then he got shut down, you know, in the second half. But uh, he stepped up big time, man. And uh, I think tonight is – probably one of my most favorite Josh giddy nights and not everyone's gonna like probably agree with that because it wasn't super flashy there wasn't a bunch of like crazy passes with it the dude just controlled the game really well like
2: i'll tell you what man like the the passes he does make are just so you know so high iq like yeah like it was just like in the first half he was just finding people he would get in the lane and just find people and it unfortunately it wouldn't amount to much you know either they got fouled or they missed you know the shot but yeah like he ended up with nine assists he should have had 15
1: yeah yeah well and then like he was crashing the boards on both sides big time mm-hmm. like he has a good keen like feel for where the ball's going to come off you yeah. know on missed shots good timing um dude's Dude's nice, man. He's super nice. Like, I still feel like a jerk for calling him a D-head on draft night. Um, totally didn't mean it, Josh. I know you're listening. Lou, you're listening. I love you. Tell Josh I'm sorry.
2: Well, um, just, you know, you had a couple of trulies in, in you God. at that
1: point. And probably a bottle of champagne. Like, yeah. It was on and popping at Casa de los Stevens, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> it was a fun night. But uh uh no, we just came out and you know got beat up a little bit in the first quarter, uh down one, and then we literally just took over the second quarter. It was ridiculous how hot they were. I think we hit like six threes or something like that in the in the third quarter.
2: Yeah, that was that was nice. It was, you know, it was Mike Mescala, it was Shay, it was who else had a three during that run? I think Giddy hit one too. I th-
3: yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It, it just super, super sick. Uh, we needed that and it was just another solid game from a bunch of different dudes. Uh, you know, we got, uh, Trey Trey man. yeah, Trey man got some run. Uh, he got, what was it? 14 minutes, four rebounds, six points. Um, and he has a really good feel too. Uh, J-Rob came in, only played 11 minutes, and had five rebounds. Uh, Poku, I don't know what's going on with that right now. Um, so, hold
2: on. So Okay, so I, I was going to touch on that. So, Poku, hey. he's he played well. No, yeah, no, no. He was grabbing rebounds. He was out there. He was out there getting burned on defense, but regardless. Um, he was making good, smart passes. It's just his shot wasn't falling, but you know I think I think this is going to be a season where you're not going to necessarily see those flashes that you saw last year, but what you're going to see is a player that's out there trying to become an NBA player, uh, a, a ten-year NBA player, um, and so that's what that's what I've noticed the last couple of games is that he's gone in there and he's played his role, he's done what he has to do. He's not out there jacking shots. He's not out there, you know, uber confident jacking shots. No, like he's out there playing, playing the game, letting the you know, letting the game come to him. And
3: even
2: even though it's not flashy, he's doing okay.
1: No, let's. I need Poku from the summer league and the G League. That's what I need. All right, I need no look behind the head passes. I need pull your wiener out and shoot it from damn near the logo what? yeah i that's what i need i need that every so often from a poku okay mm. i need to know you're still in there like he's he you're not wrong about what you're saying about like the way that he's played like it's way more controlled <laughs> okay. it's more and more like methodical you can tell he's actually like thinking as he's playing right now but gosh damn it i just want a three from just ungodly distance or like him to just go do I mean, something.
3: He nuts. shot him. He shot no, no, a couple no. of them tonight. Well, no, well,
1: they're more fun when they whenever they go in. Like I need to oh, see yeah. a poku shimmy something. But he's
2: that's what she said. Also,
1: yeah, yeah, that's how you end up with kids. <laughs> um, no, but you know, fourteen from Baisley though, uh, that was really nice to see because he's put up a couple of really nice games recently. Um, yes, he has. Yep, Muscala tossed up another 12 for us so you know just balance scoring throughout
2: i'm i'm officially ready to start the mike muscala for six man of the year hype train oh man i think that's gonna be a hard one to sell i don't think exactly i don't think he's gonna win it don't get me wrong but i think if we can get if if mike muscala ends up on the ballot so you got to be top three if he ends up on the ballot i think that's a hell of a season
3: Oh, he's absolutely. coming in
2: there, man. He's coming in there and production upon production. Like he's in there for like 12, 15 minutes. He's scoring 11, 12, 13 points. Sometimes he explodes for 20.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, he's out there giving you space. He's out there, you know, a lot of those runs. If you look at his plus minuses, he he led the he led the team in plus minus tonight. Like, whenever he's in there, the Thunder do a lot better because yeah. he gives them space to operate. Oh, he's he's played freaking great lately like
1: and i know everybody from you know the unit here at topic thunder uh we freaking love mike over here like dude is he's a awesome, dude. super genuine guy and then the fact that he's out there like just putting it on everybody and just really scoring and like what you used to see of him back in the day um you know young mike uh whenever it just, he was. See, it just
2: seems like the, the game is easier for him this year like he. I think part of it too is the other guys around
1: him. Yeah. they
2: appreciate his role. Yeah. What he does. Yeah.
1: I think it's, I think it's symbiotic there. I definitely think it is. And there's, there's a little bit of give and take and hell. I mean, let's, let's not get it twisted. Like NBA players play for their contracts. Like, let me go get me a bigger contract and make some more money than the vet minimum. Like, I know we got a cheap cost of living here in Oklahoma city, but, uh, Uh go get that bag, man. Like no matter where it's at, like go go earn that crap. So it's it's nice to see Mike doing his thing. So
2: officially, officially moose for six morning.
1: Let's let's make it happen. We can make that happen. Um all we need is Cone, you know, to say a couple of things about it and get belief. And and I think we're good. He's literally been replying back and forth with the thunder on Twitter tonight, like the actual official thunder twitter account like
2: oh
1: yeah yeah cone is so hollywood um make it happen connor make it happen uh they're hooping yep uh on a hurt hammy uh no so interesting fact real quick so over our three game win streak <laughs> uh <laughs> over our three game win streak yeah so do you think we without looking do you think we out rebounded or had more turnovers during this third three-game winning streak? Did we out-rebound the other team or get out-rebounded?
2: And then did we have more turnovers? I think think both. I think we were out-rebounded and we had more turnovers. Nope. Really?
1: Yeah, really. So our turnover differential sucks, right? I didn't even do the math. because I I could see that. Yeah, I got over like four, and I was like, good God. I'm done, uh. But we've out rebounded by a pretty good margin over this three-game winning streak. Um, oh. We are plus, I think six tonight is what I had. Uh, yeah, plus six tonight. We had plus eleven against the Spurs, and then plus one on the Lakers. Which, wow, yeah, that's, that's- interesting pretty impressive pretty 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 impressive so uh we have 16 turnovers to the lakers to their 13 uh against the uh spurs we had 13 turnovers compared to their nine and then tonight we had 19 turnovers Mm -hmm. compared to their nine so Mm -hmm.
2: uh yeah yeah So, Uh, so what that tells me number one is that we're game rebounding. We're crashing the boards as a team. Yep. And number two, our transition defense is spot on because if you're going to be committing that many turn- turnovers, you better get back real quick. Yep. Pretty much. And then
1: uh, we've also, during that time, uh, not tonight, actually, um, but two out of the three games, we won the uh, free throw battle. Yeah. Tonight we didn't. Uh, we were they. They had thirty two compared to our thirty, but we had twenty compared to the Spurs nine, and then we had twenty six compared to the Lakers seventeen.
2: So well, I mean that may, that makes sense because I forgot who put out the stat today, um, but the Thunder are leading the league in drives per game. Yeah, and so when you're when you're when you're driving, the the chances of you getting fouled are a lot higher than if you're just a jump shooting team. Um, and so it makes sense. You know, Spurs Spurs are out there still being a jump shooting team. You know, the Lakers once once Anthony Davis kind of shies away, they become a jump shooting team. Um, and then tonight, you know, the the Pelicans were jump shooting also. So, but I mean, they were jump shooting, but I think in the second half. Uh, especially Nikhil Alexander Walker, he uh, God, he kind of drove in a lot, and he got a lot of opportunities at the line. So, jeez, I would love
1: to pair them up together. Oh my God, that'd be beautiful. I would love to. Like, if the Pelicans ever even just think about it, Sam better be on the phone making that happen.
2: Yeah, it's just, wow. I mean, what's 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 crappy is that it's getting to the point where he's going to be extended here soon. And so he's going to go from, you know, from a great value player to like a regular value player. I don't
1: know, not this year. He's looked a lot better in my opinion. I've watched a couple of Pell's games, at least two.
2: Oh um, dear so, God. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, I was just been doing it to really see, uh, Nicholas and, um, uh, just listen to AD. Like I love AD, man.
3: Yeah, um, he's still
1: cool, man. So,
2: uh, just do it to he listen. Was, to that. He, he, he was on the telecast talking about uh, he still watches Thunder games when he was talking oh, about yeah. Josh Giddy. So, yeah, I believe it, man.
1: I believe it. Like friend,
2: friend of the pod, friend of the pod.
1: I mean, we he's we the impact only. these guys, yeah. But no, he, I mean, Nah put up freaking thirty three on us tonight, <laughs> thirty three. Yeah. Like, uh, we do have a bad habit of. Uh, letting the main guy really go off and then if yeah. some of those role guys are able to fill in it's a wrap for us but during this stretch we've like really held uh, that defense down I just thought it was pretty interesting that we've out rebounded everybody because you look at Very our cool. roster and it's like yeah how uh, yeah. but I've uh, had a good basketball coach say there's two things that win free throw games or free throw basketball games
2: yeah, Gosh rebounding and free throws.
1: Rebounding in free throws. Gosh dang it! Bury the lead. That's what I'm good for. Um, no, just great oh. stretch. Three game winning streak. Nice.
2: So yeah. earlier this week, or was it last week? I think it was earlier this week or last week. Yep. Yeah, we had a little bit of a uh, Twitter beef amongst each other, uh, talking about some of the young guys on the team and we did. how we how we felt about them. And you felt very strongly for them. I and do. I applaud that. Yeah. I applaud the, I applaud the Homer in you. Um, and I looked at it more from an objective point of view, you know, and looking at it and saying, you know what, not every guy on this team is going to be a part of the future of this team. And there are some guys that just aren't progressing the way that we thought they would, regardless of whether this is their second year or third year in the league. So with that said, I, I did ask for a couple, a couple of Twitter questions, and you know, ironically, the Twitter questions kind of focused on that. So the first one, uh, the first Twitter question that I got right here, is from the homie. It's from the homie Doug Beck at the Doug Beck. Um, he asked me personally if I was coming around on Darius Baisley. Hmm. So. I'm going to be very honest with you. So over these last, what, five or six games, I believe that Darius Baisley has calmed down and he has found a niche and found a role on this team that has made his production that much better. So he, and this is all I've ever asked from Baisley is show me the improvement because, you know, the Baisley from the beginning of the season looked like, like a player that had not progressed or had not worked on his craft through the, you know, throughout the offseason. Um, the player that we've seen over the last five or six games is somebody that has learned how to play in their role, learned where he fits in this team um, and has blossomed and has kind of, you know, taken control of that, taking control of, of what he's supposed to be doing, you know, because Baisley's not, he's not an alpha scorer. He's not a number one scorer, you know, and he's not a, he's not a one-on-one player. You know, he's somebody that needs to be set up. He's somebody that if, if you're slipping, he's going to catch you athletically and, you know, rise up and either throw it down on you or, or do a nice finish at the rim. Um, and that's what he's been doing over the past five to six games. And that is the Basley that I would love to see the rest of the season. I don't think it's any surprise that over the past three to four games, you know, number one, the Thunder probably should be four and O over these last four games, the Clippers game, you know, they happened to come back on us and they won that at the end of the game, but over these last four games, Darius Baisley has played so much better, and he's limited his mistakes. He's limited the turnovers. He's limited the bad shots, and it's led to a team that is more cohesive. It's led to a team that is a lot more balanced, Um, and so if this is the Baisley that we get for the rest of the year, I'm down. I'm 100% down. So that's, that's my take on Baisley. Okay, so this is what I need to say real quick. Go ahead.
1: This is why I said what I said to you to begin with on Twitter, all right? Dudes are young, man. They literally went from, like, living in their mom's room, having them do their socks and their laundry and stuff,
3: to being in the freaking NBA. Like, that's a huge jump. You got a lot of growing up to do. The kid's going to screw up. He's going to. It's going to happen. It doesn't make him not ready. doesn't
1: make him not have a ceiling still. It's literally, he's going to have a bad stretch sometimes. And whenever we expect a bad stretch, instead of like holding him so high as a 21-year-old that didn't go to college and didn't play prep ball or anything, like... And technically, sat a year out because couldn't play competitively.
3: It's gonna happen.
1: Like, it's gonna be okay. Base is gonna be what he's gonna end up being. I promise. And I, you said everything correctly except for one thing, and that. And I applaud That's you. Right. I applaud you for coming to the correct <laughs> side finally. Okay, um because I'm accepting that as an apology right now. That's that's, that's no. That's, uh, so, it it kind of was go in a weird way. Go, uh, go, ahead, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. But, no, there's only one thing. There's only one thing that I disagree with. Is I think that Baisley can't create. You know, for himself. You know, he needs someone to create for him. Yet. Like, I think he can very, very, very soon. And the things that he does, it's all about timing and just understanding, you know, where your footwork, just a lot of things that just come with reps. He'll he'll be able to do some things um, because his, yes, his three was abysmal. The shots he was taking were terrible in the beginning of the season. Like, I'll agree with that. Completely agree. But he's, like, literally fixed his averages almost in the last, I think, five or six games is what it is. Like, he's getting back to almost what he was last year, where he was that guy. Like, he was that guy last year on that team for a big chunk of that season, especially the back end.
2: And and that's that's where I think it was confusing for him because – Back the the back end of last year, he had to be that guy because Shea was out, Orford everybody was, was out. out, yeah, everybody was out, Muscala was out. So he it was literally him and, Dort. and the next guy we're going to talk about Dort, and then the next guy we're going to talk about Teo. Um, so yeah, so I, and I think that confused him because coming into this season, Shea's back. Shea is the unquestioned number one guy on this team, absolutely. But but I think he came into it. Saying, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be as aggressive as I was last year in forcing things, and it wasn't working out for him. And if you know, if he if he would have continued on that, on that road, then I think we'd be having a different conversation. But he's adjusted over the past couple games. And I think if this is the player that we get from here on out, I'm okay with that. You know, this is this is a solid player. This is a player that contributes, this is a player that does not. You know, this is a player that can help you win games, but also a player that will not make you lose games. The Darius Baisley from the first five games of the season was a player that made you lose games. Um, and whenever you're talking about, like, whenever you talk about development, you want to develop good habits. And he wasn't showing good habits at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, I'm there with you. If he continues on this track, I'm okay with that. That's all I ever wanted from Baisley. Do you have any more on Bays?
1: know but thank you for the apology
2: that's not an apology because i'm about to i'm about to wreck you i'm about to wreck your shit in this one
1: <laughs> uh, oh man so. i already have my argument already prepared <laughs> uh, yeah He's,
2: so we're on Zoom
1: right now and I, I'm on camera because I'm on a laptop and he's on his phone. So his name pops up, uh, you know, whenever he
2: switches screens. So Alex <laughs> is over here doing research real quick. <laughs> no, no research. No, 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 I'm going to the, I'm going to my Twitter to see the, see the question. Sure. OK, so next question is by Tay. Um, so at sh- Shay underscore step. Um, and so he says, hey, I love the jolt that man, Trey man, uh, brings for this team. Uh, Seems as though Maladon might be falling behind the rotation, might be falling behind Man and Jerome. Now it's his question. So since we had our discussion a couple days ago, maybe even a week ago, I have not seen too much of Tao Maladon out there on the floor. Yeah. And, And I believe we've won a couple of these games. I think three in a row with that, <sighs> like, here's my thing. Here's my thing. And that, okay. Again, I'm big on development. I get but it. I'm big on you. I'm big on you showing me that you've improved and you've developed. And yes, I completely understand a lot like Baisley where the role has changed from this year to last year, from last year to this year. You know, so whereas Teo was basically the main ball handler slash point guard on the team, especially in the second half of the year, um, it's not like he didn't play with Shea earlier in the year, and so you can't blame inexperience because he played with Shea in the beginning of the year, and so he came into this year, and I don't know what's up with him. I don't know. You know, I don't know if the team told them during summer league, hey, we want you to shoot and we want you to we want you to be the number one creator and be the number one scorer on this summer league team now that you know Giddy is out. Um I, I don't know that confused them, but what I've seen out there is not an NBA player. It's not an NBA rotation player. Maybe it's an NBA end of the end of the bench player, yes. Um, but it's not somebody that you put out there for 15 to 20 minutes a game. And they usually give you a net positive. This guy is shooting 11% from three. He's making dumb decisions out there from time to time. at, At bad times in the game, too. He doesn't seem to have a grasp on the second team as far as running it. And it's just like, I look at it and I'm like, where's the improvement? In fact, I think there's a possibility that he's getting worse instead of improving. So that's my big thing with Tao. And if, all I all I pretty much said was at this point, he currently does not look like an NBA player, which is a hundred percent true. Even Mark Dagnall agrees with me, or he'd be playing him. And so I think Teo is like wait, wait, did you hey, hold just bring Mark into this? I did, I did, I spoke with him. <laughs> Off record, <laughs> off, off record, he told me, "Hey, I agree with you. He's not currently an NBA player, which is why I'm not playing him in the NBA games that much. <laughs> so yeah, so hey, maybe it's a tour of duty in the G League would be good for him. You know, maybe a tour of duty in the G League will allow him to to get his confidence back to get. But he, it's ugly out there when he goes out there. And look, you know, I mentioned, I mentioned during this win streak." You know, guys like, you know, Kenny Hustle, Ty Jerome, Mike Mescal,a have been out there and have been showing out. But at the same time, addition by subtraction, Teo hasn't been playing either during that during that stretch. And so sure. I think, you know, you know, I, I think. I think the, the minutes from the bench, the minutes where Shea is not out there on the floor um, I think those minutes are important for this team as far as maintaining either a close deficit or maintaining a lead. And I think with with Teo not playing, it helps them out. And that's, that's not a good place to be if you're a young player trying to make it in this league. So, look, I get it, right?
3: I get it. <laughs> He's been bad this year so
1: far, right? I'll take an apology. Hey, we'll, we'll get there here in a second. We'll get there here in a second. All right. This plus minus isn't the bad, and I don't put a lot of weight into that this year. It's not too bad. For a 20-year-old freaking kid that lives across the world from his family during
3: a freaking pandemic for the last two years, he might be going through some stuff. All right. He might. What we've seen and the flashes that we've seen from this kid
1: from last year, especially whenever he was that guy playing mm-hmm. thirty-five plus minutes a game, right? For an eighteen-year-old or a nineteen-year-old, it wasn't that bad. I those are the things I expect a kid to do in a man in a man's league at that age. Like I don't care what level you're playing at, France, Argentina. Greece, Turkey, I don't care. Like Slovenia. There's only a couple of exceptions to the rule there. And and yeah, Taylor's not that. Not yet. And he's not going to be like some crazy superstar. But I think this guy can end up being somebody that you can put in a in a game and with reps and, and put in good positions with the right players, he can do a lot better
3: but his minutes have literally already been cut in half from last year to this year already this early. So that could be impacting him whenever he's going out there. Right. You gotta remember kids only 20.
1: It's going to hit you different than whenever you're a seasoned professional and you've been around for 10 years in the league and you're like not getting that run a little bit
2: different. Like, okay. You say he's 20. Yes. But he's not. He's not. He's not. Us twenty. He's Euroleague twenty, but and Euroleague twenty is like five years professional already. But it's not though because he got
1: he got railroaded by his coach in France. Like the, I think the kid has has came through a lot and has been put in some weird spots, and I just think that he needs to be able to just get in the right position and know his role. Like we talked about and just be ready to shoot. And yeah, he's not doing too well, but the kid put up really good shots and has a good stroke. Does all the mechanics correctly. Like his shots, not ugly. He'll figure it out. Let me ask you this. And this is the, this is the last point though. This is your development. All right, what are we expecting
3: for him to develop?
1: Well, yeah, but he has to have the opportunity. His freaking minutes got cut in half,
3: and well, I get and, and and I agree,
1: Trey Man. That's not taken away from Trey Man and uh-huh. J Rob, right? Like what they've done. Like I'm not taking anything away from them whatsoever because they have played great. They've been
3: they've shown some flashes for sure. So is. In your opinion, is he currently an NBA rotational player right now? I think it depends on what kind of team you're talking to in that situation. I'm talking about the Thunder. I think
1: that you put him in the right opportunities, and if it is bouncing back and forth from the G League back up, fine. But, like, that's happened to good players okay players that have turned to great players like just give the kid a chance doing something don't let him mm-hmm. die on our bench alone
3: <laughs> i'm
2: not, i'm not looking to cut him you know
1: <laughs> well not, but that's I'm the not... thing though is is i feel like but... i feel like that's probably the next move if, if he doesn't because we do have some stuff loaded up like
2: yeah, we do, we do, and and he's a non-guaranteed next year. You yeah, know, he's so he's got so, everything I mean, to prove. That could be in his future, but and there could know, be a bunch like, of
1: crap we don't know about. Maybe he's being a total craphead in the locker room. Like,
2: who knows? I mean, that's yeah, hundred like, percent. When I when I spoke with Mark off the record, he didn't <laughs> tell me anything like that. But no, but I mean, like, look. You know, I hope, I hope, I hope that, I hope the kid gets out there. I hope he goes to the G League. I hope he gets his confidence, maybe a 10 game stretch and he comes back. You know, and we're going to, we're going to encounter injuries this year, whether it's a sprained ankle here or there, whether it's, you know, a a tight hamstring, whatever. We're going to encounter injuries. So he's going to get his opportunity to play. You know, I just hope that it's an opportunity after he's had, a couple games to go ahead and gain his confidence back. Because yeah. uh, it, it did it did wonders for Poku last year. You know, it did wonders having him in in the G League bubble. And, you know, Trey Mann went down there for a couple games. And he did – you know, he came back and he's – you know, he seemed more – like the game was uh, – like this game, the game felt a little bit slower to Trey Mann. You know, it felt like he, he knew where to pick his spots. He knew when to drive. He knew when to kind of, you know, stop, back up. So maybe, you know, maybe Teo needs, needs that a little bit. He needs reps.
1: Yeah, and that's where I think my biggest concern with, with Teo is, like, just don't let him die on an NBA bench. Like, go use him, you know what I mean, in the G League. Go do those things and keep them fresh, like, at the end of the day. Like, keep their skills fresh. Like, any basketball at that level is good basketball. Like, any level of it. So just let it happen. And – um. I don't
2: maybe know. his maybe his future isn't here
1: well hey if that happens it happens right yeah and, and the just the way i look at it is some of the flashes that i've seen if he can build those habits he would be a damn good bench player
2: like yeah definitely like like i, I look at him and i look at him and the way he played last year and, and like his role his role was supposed to be this year
3: yeah and i
2: in in my head i was just like that's that's eric Mayner 2.0 right there yeah, you know that's another steady guy. You know, steady ball handler, steady point guard. Not gonna do going anything there. crazy. Yeah, exactly. Not gonna do anything crazy. He's gonna. He's again one of those players that he's not gonna necessarily win you games, but he's not gonna you know help lose you games either. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I'm just high opposite. on. Yeah, I'm high
1: on Teo and Darius. Still like really high on both of them. Just the flashes. I I think they can bring it together. It's just gonna take those reps and.
2: Just being ready, staying ready. So, well, whatever uh, happens, they got that thunder uniform on. I'm cheering for them. Well,
1: you better be, because yeah, you technically apologized tonight. Um, No, I did not. (laughs) Um, no, man, we're on a three-game win streak. Uh,
2: we got another four games in seven days. It's about time, man. I'm getting tired of this whole like two days in between games, like
1: four games in
2: seven days. That sucks.
1: Hey, fr- Friday we
2: get to uh, we get to debut our our icy look.
1: Yeah, I'm still deciding if I'm gonna get tickets for that one or not. I'm not sure yet. I might
2: um, more than the jerseys. I want to see that floor.
1: No, I want I want a jersey. Like yeah. that's that's what I'm there for. Um, and I mean
2: we're not we're not going to get any Christmas games but these are like Christmas jerseys as for you know looking like snowy icy type yeah. type jerseys though.
1: So. Yeah. So we have Sacramento Friday, Brooklyn Sunday, uh Miami on Monday and then Houston next Wednesday. Uh and then we're off Thursday and then we have a back to back Friday and Saturday. So Yeah, we have a crap ton of games in the next 11 days. So um, let's just look at the next week. We got SAC, Brooklyn, Miami, Houston. What's our record by next Wednesday night? One
3: and three. So we're one and three, so we're five and... Nine. Five and nine, yeah. Hmm. I think... We beat Sack. We might mess around and beat Houston this time.
2: I think I just saw a blurb. I just I just saw a blurb that I guess Jimmy Jimmy Butler hurt his ankle or something like that.
1: Oh sweet. Yeah. So we might beat Miami. (laughs) That Brooklyn game is gonna be tough. Yeah, I think we can walk out of here at least two and two. I think and I think that's totally feasible against the teams okay. that we should be able to compete with and the Kings and the Rockets. So uh
2: yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh well, hey man, we'll whatever happens, this three game win streak has has been fun.
1: Yeah, it well, it's I'm been hop- fun. I'm hoping we can take it to four. You know, that's we'll see. It, that's it was that's supposed to be four. Yeah. Darn Clippers game. Yeah well we'll uh we'll get this one back. We'll get this one back and keep this running. So uh and anything else on your mind from this past week?
2: No, man, just just want to go ahead and, you know, uh, this podcast probably going to come out tomorrow. So, you know, just happy Veterans Day to you. Um happy Veterans Day to, you know, to everybody who served. You know, my my father, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, you know, various friends and families that I have that have served. Uh so just you know happy veterans day to them and uh you know always always look out for a veteran and always you know see that they're doing okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Most definitely do that. Um yeah, other than say go uh go give yourself a high five tomorrow morning whenever you wake up because you made it another day and uh be happy about just being alive and, and hope everybody has just a great week. Uh you know, poop when you can. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know where else we're at on this outro anymore. Uh, Cause it's the longest thing. Wash ever. your hands. Wash your you hands. Yeah. Poop when you can. There's so many. Of Get them. the
2: vaccine if you want.
1: Yeah. Uh, Help us all out. What else? That's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for <laughs> listening uh alex for the record did apologize and no nope. we,
0: we nope. are on a 3 day win streak
1: <laughs> now y'all y'all have a great
3: week thank you for listening take care bye-bye thunder up thunder up
2: thank you for listening to the topic thunder podcast our podcast is available to subscribe on apple spotify stitcher and google play or anywhere else you listen to your podcast Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,